Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the All Ball Podcast. This is George Zane, and I'm joined by Preston Healthland and Wayne Diesel. Uh, as you guys say, what's up? Going so, on. So uh, today we're going to talk mostly NBA. So we got the return of the NBA coming. Uh, it's been in the works for a long time, and they finally voted to bring it back uh, 100% now. We have our playoff predictions. And then uh, me and Preston are going to talk a little bit about our beloved Knicks. So... To start off, the NBA approves a new 22-team format to finish the season with a 29-to-1 vote. Now, I don't know who the hell voted against it. It was it was, it was uh, Portland. They came out. That was That's who did it. I think Damian Lillard specifically <laughs> might have been behind that. But, yeah, the, so the NBA finally approved a 22-team format to finish the season 29-to-1. Uh, some preliminary expectations on, our, on the Orlando format uh, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, he said that it'll be a 16-day regular season with five to six games per day, which is beautiful, beautiful. After so long, we deserve this. Mm-hmm. Each team is expected to play one back-to-back among its eight regular season games, and the NBA Finals format is expected to include games every other day during the best-of-seven series. So uh, I, I can't speak for you guys, but I'm sure that anyone who loves the NBA – is just ex- as excited about this as I am. Um, we They're bringing it back. I just wrote an article uh, for the Sports Wave last week about the new, uh, hypothetically, if they were going to bring back the 16 seed uh, or bring it for the first time, the 16 seed playoff format, and uh, how I thought that would play out and whether or not it was a good idea. So if you want to read that, go check it out. But how do you guys feel about the bringing back of the of the season this year? I mean, it can't come any sooner, you know, like, especially in America, we've been waiting for team sports to return. And um, I believe it's going to be held in Orlando, right? Yes. So, uh, Disney. yeah, I'm just, as a Bulls fan, I'm kind of like, there's only nine Eastern Conference teams, but it's whatever, you know, got to have the best teams. But, uh, no, I'm really excited. Although, one thing I'm kind of, I thought was interesting how, how much like value whoever wins the title this year, how much value that will carry. Mm-hmm. Like say like LeBron wins the title this year. If all the haters are going to be barking up his tree about how, Oh, this title doesn't really count or anything. Right. I just want to say, let the church say, amen. Finally, <laughs> finally the NBA is coming back. And I think this is big for a couple reasons. Reason number one, it's kind of showing and all this stuff going on, everything in the world going on, we ain't got to get into it. We starting to kind of get back to a sign of normalcy, a sign of normalcy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to be empty stadiums or gym in this case, but it's going to be cool. It's going to be all right because now we Hello? got something to kind of break up, you know, some of the drama and all the chaos that's been going on in the world. And as a result of that, one of the reasons I love sports, it brings people together. You know, you know what I mean? Everybody with sports that loves sports is bringing people together. Somebody that works in construction down downtown and the, the librarian across the hall, they're coming together. Now we got something to talk about. You know what I mean? You would, you would talk to somebody you would never talk to, and that's coming back again together. So we come and we can put everything aside, all the stuff that's been going on, and we can finally get together and just talk about basketball again. And I love that it's- togetherness. Exactly. You know, never mind. I mean, some people might be pulling for Milwaukee, Toronto, Lakers, the Knicks in my case, or our case, I should say. And, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's bringing people together. So the normalcy and togetherness is great. 
and plus we get to watch basketball. So I love all of that. I think it's great for a lot exactly. of reasons as America and as sports fans alike. 2020 has been an absolutely tumultuous year for sports yeah. by any measure. I mean, in January, you have Kobe Bryant, unfortunately, passing away in a freak helicopter yep. accident. And then, like, the, I mean, his death was like a, it was a punch in the gut. And then as soon as that starts that we're finally, like, you know, coping with that loss – and then this fucking coronavirus comes in and just wipes all that yeah, away. And then don't forget about David you know? Stern. We lost him too. Yeah. We lost David Stern yes. as well. Yeah. So we lose him. We lose Kobe. And then we lose the entire NBA as soon as we start to finally get over the, the losses of those influential people. You know, it, it was – it's just been an awful year so far. And I'm glad that not only are we bringing the NBA back – but we have these innovative ideas that we're putting forward, you know. Now, this virus has absolutely torn this country to pieces in, in terms of, like, uh, you know, people working and, and all that shit. But it's, it's given us the ability to find new ways to cope with life if this should ever happen again. And it's finding us – it's giving us new ideas to work in life even when it's not happening. So these new ideas that we're putting forward, can we can use these ideas even in the future when there is no coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And we would never have found those ideas if it weren't for it. So I'm glad that we're finally getting it back, though, because we've lost so much to this point that it's time to start receiving again. You know what yes. I mean? It's time that we start getting things back to normal. I'm, I, I couldn't be more happy about this. I mean, it's definitely good to, like, switch up the talking points and conversations because, like, recently when I find them talking with my friends, it always really reverts back to either the current events, like corona coronavirus, all the protests going on. Because there's so little right. sports going on. And that's just, like, a big void in my life that I've really been missing. So it's good to definitely right. have something to talk about other than these awful events going on around the world. And mm -hmm. I think, uh, isn't the NBA the first league to return in the... Uh, in the USA. Well, if you're not counting like wrestling or something, because you know wrestling well, yeah. been going pro, on. Protein sports. Right, yeah. right. But in fairness, in NFL, yeah, they, I, I believe they it hadn't is. started because you know they season yeah, one yeah, started yeah. anyway. And UFC, I think they're trying to percolate with some things now. But far as a league overseas. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, because MLB ain't started mm. yet either. So they yeah. still, I don't know mm. what they, but they got some kind of contract thing. And going the NHL on, so. either. Yeah. But so I have the um, I have the calendar in front of me right now. So we have training camp is supposed to come back July 9th to 11th. The 19-20 season is supposed to resume July 31st to October 12th. October 12th is supposed to be the hypothetically it would be the last game of the season. Game seven of the NBA finals would be October 12th, the very last game of the season, possibly. Mm -hmm. The draft lottery, <clears throat> which is uh, what me and Wayne are looking <laughs> Every so... <laughs> season, we looking at the tankathon and we looking at lotteries. I'm so tired of being in a lottery every year. And that is, I, I, about the I'm glad about the team coming back. But just for a minute, just to vent as a Knicks fan, a distraught Knicks fan, they brought 22 teams out of the NBA. <laughs> did y'all know? I don't know if y'all looked at this, but did y'all know out of everybody out of the Western Conference, everybody out the West except two teams made it? Except the Minnesota and Golden State. Them the only ones that didn't get the golden ticket to Disneyland. I'm talking about the Suns made it, the Kings, Pelicans. 
Everybody out the West made it outside of two teams. Now, I know the Bulls, Knicks, Detroit. Uh, so, you know, there's some more teams out the East that get the short end of the stick. But I'm just thinking about even special circumstances that would never apply ever again. The Knicks still can't make it. Still can't make it. I mean, where do you think the problem Well, is? I mean, if you look at the bright side, we don't have to worry about, you know, beating beating good teams by accident like seems to happen <laughs> to us every year. We don't have to root against ourselves, you know? We can sit back, relax, and just tank I in mean, peace. I mean, do you think the problems in the front office is with James Dolan, or what is it? We'll, we'll get into the yeah. Knicks later. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get into that later. But so the draft lottery is on the 25th, August 25th. The draft is October 15th. Which I don't, I don't get that. I feel like there's after the lottery. I feel like you should go straight into the draft. The fact yeah. that we have to wait for that is ridiculous. I understand you want to wait for the season to end, but does it really matter at that what point? I'm I don't about, know. Though, is, yeah. uh, the eight teams that are already eliminated, will they have a better chance than the six teams that will be eliminated? And like in Orlando. So hypothetically, if they lost all their games, would they like? Uh, would they? fall under some of the teams that didn't make yeah, it in the standings the Wizards with a winning percentage of well of 0.375 so currently the hornets have a 354 winning percentage so say the wizards go like zero and six in orlando their record their winning percentage would drop below the hornets who currently right. sit with a worse record than them and because they're not playing any games i feel that they should have a better chance in the lottery i haven't heard them discuss it at all yet but i'm if it were me, I would say uh, if you lose six games and you fall uh-huh. under them, then you deserve to uh, then you deserve to be in that conversation. But at the same time, the NBA is notorious for screwing with uh, with bad teams, so I wouldn't be surprised if they if they did it the other yeah. way around. <laughs> yeah. So free agency starts October eighteenth. Uh, twenty twenty training camp starts November tenth, and the start of the twenty twenty one season starts December first. Mm-hmm. So. My my whole issue with this, I kind of talked about it like a few seconds ago, was that why do we have to spread everything out? Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't understand this. You know, we can't we just push forward? Why can't we just push forward and try and get it back to, uh, to the regular scheduling? Because uh, after the lottery, I don't care if teams are still playing in the playoffs. You 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 should go straight into the draft. You you don't have time. Yeah. These are unprecedented circumstances. Unprecedented solutions need to be brought forth, and I think that it's great that they're bringing the NBA back. But in terms of like logistics of scheduling and the calendar, I just don't see the point of shit out. What it I doesn't make sense. Is why they didn't hold the lottery and the draft over the break we've had? Because that would have been something perfect to do for the NBA. And well, I can, I think I can on. answer. I think I can answer both of those. I think I can answer both of those. For as far as the time and the wait, because you got to remember, usually any other time you would have to wait because, you know, you don't know. Number one, you don't know when you're going. You don't know if you got first, third, fifth, tenth pick. You don't know what pick you got. So you got to have that lottery first. And the wait is now that you know what number you get. So let's take the Knicks because they bad. You know, we know the Knicks got the, for sake of conversation, let's say they got the fifth pick. Okay, so now you got an idea who's going to be where. So now you can drop your big bat, big bath board, your big draft board. And now you can go make your calls. You can go scout. You can do your combines. You can talk to people because if you got the tip pick, you're not going to talk to the LaMelo ball. You know what I mean? You're not going to talk to my man that dropped right. out of Memphis. You see what I'm saying? So you got to have that time to look at it. And to answer your question, Preston, the reason why we couldn't do it 
beforehand because remember the whole world was closed you couldn't too much Pass the mailbox without you being scared. I mean, the NFL was able to do it, and that worked perfect. Like I get like the yeah. Well, at the same time, that. they didn't know they didn't know that they were going to bring back the the NBA at that point. Right. I think this yeah. is a very like this a, is it's a rare situation. But I think that's the only reason I can see why. So they could at least try to scout, get an idea of who they want. Otherwise, you know, what I mean, and mind you, remember. The season got canceled too. Yeah, there wasn't no, well, they they pretty much canceled March Madness. Everything else was yeah, kind of there. Yeah. That that was the worst. Yeah, because you knew you knew like the NBA. You're like, all right, it's postponed. You know, they'll bring it back at some point. March Madness was like, holy shit. Yeah, like this can't they can't bring this back. Yeah, I I was I was devastated. That was the worst news of this whole thing of this whole virus. The, the day that I found that March Madness was canceled, I almost cried. Did you get the coronavirus? What? Yeah, I did. You got it? Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really... Canceled? No, I can't, nothing happened to me. I didn't know I had it until I got the antibody oh, wow. test. So <laughs> they're, giving out, they're giving out free tests at the city MD. And so my sister that, right? and my... New York's like huh? a big coronavirus hub, right? Yeah, we, we, we were the epicenter in the United States, but we're, we're not anymore, thank God. But, I mean, either way, I don't think it matters. But my So my sister and my dad went, and they both got the test, and I just assumed whatever they got, we have. Uh, like the rest of my family has. Either they're both going to come positive or they're both going to come negative. So, uh, so we'll just assume that we all have that. The results came back. My dad didn't get it, and my sister got <laughs> it. <laughs> so then me and my mom were like, fuck, I guess we got to go. So we go to the city MD, and then a couple days later, we get the test back. My mom didn't have it, and I had it. <laughs> How does that work? And y'all all so, live together. Yeah, and we all huh. live together, and we're all, you know, we, we play we play games every night. You know, we, we, we're always in the same house. And then a few weeks ago, like a, a couple weeks ago, I get a notification on my phone saying, the CDC says that the, uh, the transmittability of the coronavirus might have been overestimated. <laughs> <laughs> so from the beginning, I mean, you know, but the whole thing about this, the, the chance of you dying is like 0.05 or something, or like 0.5 or something, yeah. something crazy like that. Yeah, and, and then you see like all these protests are happening now. And I, I said last week, I, or when the protest started, I said either... A lot of people are going to get sick or we're going to realize that they were lying to us from the beginning about this whole fucking virus. Mm. And my money's on the ladder because I've, I live in Brooklyn. I live in the epicenter. Everything got shut down here. I don't know a single person who died. I know a lot of people that got sick. I know a lot of people who had adverse effects to it. I know a lot of people who didn't have adverse effects to it, myself and my sister included. Neither one of us knew that we had it until we got the antibody test. And so they don't know how many people had it because not everyone got tested and a lot of people are asymptomatic. So they didn't even think to get tested. So the number of people who have it is underestimated. And the number of people who died from it is overestimated because people, someone who dies with a, with a, uh, with a cough in a car crash is counted as a cold. Yeah. Which is crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew someone who uh, he he passed away tragically. He wasn't that old, but he passed away uh, of a heart attack. And I'm almost 100% sure that he's being counted as a COVID death. Hmm. 
Oh. So the death numbers are, are overestimated, and the number of people who have it are, is underestimated, which would only lower the death rate even more. So I don't think that this whole thing is a big deal. I think the fact that we shut everything down was – I think we jumped the gun a little bit. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, it's just like the flu, because I understand some people have, like, a ridiculous reaction to it. Yeah. Like, more than others, but – I I agree with you. Where, what, what, were we, what were we talking yeah. about again? <laughs> Right. I, I, I agree with you. The reaction was definitely worse than the actual situation. I totally agree with you. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm graduating high school this year, and I, I, I'm not graduating high school. I don't get to go to prom. I don't get to, to do senior awards. I don't get to say goodbye to my friends. I don't get to say goodbye to my teachers. The last day I was in school was senior dress-up day, and I was dressed up as Prison Mike from the <laughs> office, and my girlfriend was dressed up as Guy Fieri. <laughs> That was my last day in school. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing is like, I get it's rather safe than sorry, and you didn't know it was going to happen. But in hindsight, it does look like it was an overreaction a lot. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So I think you were talking about everything being shut down because of the coronavirus. Right, because and, why you couldn't uh, see, it, see the, uh, the rookies earlier. Or the yeah, rookies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that right, was my whole right. point of that. I didn't mean to go off into that. But yeah. Oh, but dude, we got more than you. enough time. Cool. <laughs> uh, so, in terms of the calendar, do you guys really have anything else to say? Or should uh, we move on? I'm, I'm just wondering with... what teams have been. Oh, in terms of the calendar, uh... I'm good. Anyway, with you can go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's gonna be condensed con- given the situation. Now, I'm curious just to see because, uh, because some of this is gonna start to fall off into the NFL calendar too. So they'll. So I'm just curious right. on. How that, I mean, I know which one I'm watching, <laughs> but uh, are they 100 percent right? Right, any fans at all? Because I know Florida's a little more lax. I, I, I would there. be. I think they'll be fine. I I think yeah yeah I think that everything will will have died down till then, and even still, maybe they can do 50 percent capacity. Mm-hmm. You never know. But the last thing I have to say about NBA scheduling, um, I saw a chart this morning saying that the Hawks players like like the. By the time the NBA comes back, when it's supposed to, in uh, uh, in De- on December first, first the 2020-2021 season, uh-huh. Trey Young will have had 261 days or something like that without mm-hmm. playing bas- basketball. LeBron will have had 50 hypothetically if he played in Game Seven of the Finals. Yep. Yeah. So having five times the amount of rest might be uh, uh, an issue, but I feel like. Well, would that, 50 days is enough anyway to fully recuperate for anyone. Sorry, what'd you say? Do you think that would benefit Trey Young or would it negatively affect him? I think either way, uh, it can it can benefit you or it could hurt you depending on your work ethic. But mm. I feel like 50 days, even for I feel like 50 days is enough for you to recuperate, especially when you had this break. Oh, definitely, yeah. Beforehand, you know, mm. it's it's not like they're doing a, another full 82 game season and. And full playoffs, it's like, no, you had, you had a lot of time, you know, to recover. And, and then you get a little time after the fact before the next season starts. Anyway, uh, let's go on into our playoff predictions. So, mm-hmm. uh, my NBA champions, I wrote down uh, in my article that I said it would be the Lakers. And after thinking about it a little bit more, I switched over and looking at the uh, at the bracket, I, I flipped over to the Clippers. Are you going by the and... protected bracket? Like, I'm going by the 16 to one bracket, the hypothetical 16 to one oh, bracket. Okay. But either way, either way, I see the Lakers uh, coming out. So I think LeBron is 
uh, probably the MVP of the league this year. You got Anthony Davis, who is dominating at a level like we've never seen him do before because he finally is not the only person on that team, on his team, that can do anything. I think that he's one of those uh, like Russell Westbrook type or Carmelo Anthony and his prime type players where he cannot be your best player. You can't be successful with him as your best player. We saw that for years in, in, uh, uh, in New Orleans, and it didn't work. So Anthony Davis cannot be your best player if you want to win games. But as your second best player, you will win a championship. I think that LeBron will be able to, uh, to push that team to the promised land with AD. Um, I think Kawhi and we, if it is a 16 to uh, 16 seed bracket, uh, there's the potential of the Clippers and the Lakers meeting in the NBA finals, which I would love. Those are the two best teams in the league, in my opinion. Uh, you have Kawhi and Paul George there. I think that they gave them a good fight, but at the same time, neither one of them is really big enough to deal with Anthony Davis. And they don't have anyone that size who is even close to being that skilled. So I, I see uh-huh. I see the Lakers winning it. What about you guys? Preston, um, yeah, who you got? I, I mean, do you have a – I don't know where you found that bracket. Uh, if you could send me a link to that real quick. But um, yeah, yeah, obviously the, the Lakers are the favorites for a reason. But, um, yeah, if they if they are doing a 16-1 to 1 where conferences don't matter, then um, I would probably go with the Lakers or the Clippers. But if they're doing, like – East West, then I think that the uh, Bucks would have the advantage, and I'd probably go with them. Mm-hmm. I just sent the bracket in the chat. So many seven game series. I see, I see the bracket. So, oh, uh, yeah, perfect. Y'all, uh, y'all, y'all got y'all picks, predictions out the way. Y'all, y'all good on that. Y'all got y'all, y'all. Yeah, go ahead. Uh-huh, yeah, I am going for the Houston Rockets. I got them over the Lakers. I got them over the Clippers. I got them over the Bucks. I got them over Boston, who I think they'll see in the finals. I got them over the Sixers. I got them over anybody else you could think of. The Houston Rockets are going to the NBA finals, and they are going to get their third championship for the franchise. You know, as well, a- they'd have to be the Jazz, yeah. the Lakers, and probably the. Nuggets. I, they have. I don't, I don't see them. They have beat. I don't, I don't see them beating Denver. They beat Denver to sleep on a Wednesday night on NBA TV. <laughs> I saw it with my own eyes. Like my uncle would say, I seen it. I seen it. Jokic disappeared. He needed some help, and that's that's when I start looking at Jokic because he's cool, but you need him to take over. I just don't. I don't think well. He didn't give it to me that night. Not that night. He did in Jamal Murray. Yeah, yeah. I I watch I watch every Denver game of the season. I live in Brooklyn, and so I don't get to see any uh, any outside. I don't have league pass, but I pay to see Denver's team pass because Jokic is just my favorite player in the league, and I love watching him play. I see him show up some nights. Some nights he doesn't. However, in the playoffs last year, he stepped up like I've never seen any player improve their game. Mm-hmm. In a playoffs since LeBron in 2016, I, mean, I think it was exactly or 17. Harden hasn't been Ex- exactly. Yeah, here's Jokic. Thing Jokic. Here, here go my thing with that. Here's my thing because they they but for the they, for the Rockets who would handle Jokic on the inside. You know where Clint Capella. They don't. They don't, do they don't need anybody to. They'll do. They'll beat them the same way they beat the Clippers and the Lakers playing small ball. 
Cause see, they don't really got that. They got, I mean, they got they they got mini me's down there. They go into a small ball lineup, which is what everybody's trying to do. They just went overkill with it. So what that does is you don't have nobody in the paint like that. So now you got everybody on the perimeter because everybody outside of Westbrook can shoot the shoot the ball. So now you're bringing those big trees out there. So what that does is that leads the whole lane to operate in the middle. So essentially, your center is Russell Russell Westbrook because he's rebounding anyway and he plays a lot in the paint so you open that up so those that's that's gonna get that so nobody's gonna deal with Jokic but again Jokic to me he's more of a facilitator than he is a killer to me you see what I mean I, he their best player but I'm not really worried about Jokic because I don't think Jokic can beat the uh, there's not enough sauce with with Jokic and Jamal to, to get past him not no seven guys I just don't I think I think the uh when you compare the uh uh the Rockets games with the Clippers and the Lakers I think neither, neither one of them really has a true big man. Jokic is, he is a facilitator. Yes. He is a, he is the best shooting big man in the league, but he is also a true big man with yep. like real amazing post skills. And uh, he, I, I don't know. I, I just don't see how they'd be able to handle like a, a true big man like Jokic. I mean, they'd have a tough road to get there. The Jazz are no joke. The Lakers are, the best team in the league. And, and here's, are we sure? Everybody talking about the Lakers. And look, are we? And there's a couple. Are you sure Anthony Davis is going to be available? Are, are you sure he's going to be able to make it to this whole playoff in a condensed season? I mean, what what concerns are there? Our I mean, concerns. Had, look, he always beat up. He was hurt this year. He always getting hurt. He always is always a knee or an ankle or a neck or a back spasm or an elbow or an eyelash or a tooth. It's always something with him. He always going down. He's never there when you need him. And now you're going to ask him to stay healthy in a condensed environment? I don't trust it. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. I don't think he's going to be there. And it was the same this year. And you're going to leave LeBron out there to do the same thing he's been doing, carry the team again in a condensed environment. And, oh, you're going to lean on what? Horton Cooker and Alex Caruso? I do not think so. (laughs) And then you got – you got the Clippers. Everybody like the Clippers. Okay, cool. But you know who they had? They had back to. They had. They got back to back. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. I, I in a condensed environment. That is big. Now that's big, and I'm not sure. And again, Kawhi is cool. Playoff Kawhi is insane. Do what? Playoff Kawhi is insane. Kawhi, Kawhi is a, he's a benefit. He, look, he got some lucky situations. Now he got a lucky bounce, and he he only had to play the water boy against the Golden State Warriors. You see what I mean? He did. He. I like Kawhi. He cool, but less. I. I just got I mean, to see it. He didn't really have that much help. Like I get the Raptors did very well this year, even without him. But he didn't have any like star player. He has Paul George and a. Solid I'm glad you brought up Paul year. George. It's funny you bring him up. The last time I saw Paul George in the playoffs, he was getting barbecued by Joe Ingles in the playoffs, and Westbrook got all the blame for it. Paul George went to bed all series talking about playoff peak. We saw playoff peak. No, their last series was against the Blazers, I think, when uh, Dame hit that shot over. Right. But I'm talking about when they leaned on Paul George. Right. Because Damien outplayed. That that was the the last time I saw. But remember, Paul George wasn't uh, there, though. I was talking about the Clippers. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like last time he played for the Clippers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, that's what I was saying with that. So I just, I just, 
What if what if Indiana Paul George? Indiana Paul George. <laughs> what is Indiana Paul George? He couldn't get well. Okay, the one Robin who uh, almost prevented the Cavs from reaching the finals, or the Heat. The one, the one who stopped us from. Uh, the one who. Beat oh, us you, in the you, you made the Roy Hibbert block game. So don't don't get me started. You trying to bring it? <laughs> you see what you, I see? What you tried to do? That Paul George was cool, but he had. I just. Don't I just don't see it with Paul George. Not trying to overtake these teams. I like Paul George, top ten player. He's great. But going against the Rock, and then I uh, just a trivia question for y'all. If y'all can answer, feel free. Because I I looked at this. All teams that's gotten that's flipped their roster, they've never won the first year they got put together. Like for example, when the whole Miami thing happened, the first day it was put together, they did not win. You see, I me mean, all these super teams that put together, they never win. They made it pretty damn they, close. They get close. You can get close. I'm not saying they won't make it to the Western Finals or however this thing goes. They might get close. There's a lot of teams that got close. Shoot, Iverson got close. But you know what I mean? But I just don't – those teams, like, just get put together like that. I think it's teams that get built and stay together for a while. Those teams can make it, and they can do something. But just those overnight right. super yeah. – te- I just don't – they just don't do it year – well, I, I wouldn't consider the Raptors an overnight super team, but, I mean, just the addition of Kawhi Leonard last yeah, year brought them there. And then, of course, KD, but I feel like that's cheating right. considering see, the fact but see, that they KD, that, they were already a ridiculous there. team. This Lakers team, they flipped their yeah, whole yeah. roster. They, they Remember, they gave everything away for Anthony Davis. And so that roster, I mean, it's a, it's a couple pieces there, but they had to re, redo that because they pretty much built that team outside of two or three pieces in the free agency. Now, the Clippers, they were pretty much – what they were they just added you know what i'm saying two big pieces but far as the rockets a lot of that team was there last year the only thing they did they just they traded a chris paul for westbrook which is what they needed because westbrook just like anthony davis you know he ain't got the cleanest bill of health so now they got i trust westbrook in the playoffs more than i do chris paul i i absolutely do because i don't know if chris paul's gonna be there in the playoffs because he always seems i'll agree with you on that one i, I mean cause i'm that. just talking about far as him being there because he ain't never there. What the Clippers, you know, the whole Lob City years, he all it was something hurt with him. And when they the year when he was with the Rockets, when they could have beat the Golden State, their best chance of beating Golden State, he was hurt again. You see what I mean? He, he ain't mm. if if you assume I health, mean, if you assume really health in the playoffs, that much. Yeah, but if you assume health, I'd I'd take Chris Paul Healthy. over Westbrook for the playoffs. I mean, he he's he is a he is a leader of men, you know, like the NBA. It's very rare. Oh, yeah. You know? Ruby rode off, rode off the Thunder this year, and he just carried them on his back. But you know what, though? I think what Westbrook, I think Chris Paul does better with up-and-coming stars and role players than he does with superstars. Because it seemed like whenever there's another star, a big guy, like a big star on the team, he seemed to have a problem with him. You know, I mean, it was like that with Blake Griffin and, you know, the whole thing with the Clippers. And then you heard about this, when his situation over there with uh, James Harden. But ain't no ain't no big dogs like that in OKC. He the only big dog, so everybody's gonna look at Chris Paul. You see what I'm saying? So now he's like the right. unquestioned leader. Even with the whole Rockets thing, you know, it was like, oh, was well, him or me? Well, of course you're gonna take James Harden. And plus, they just they a way to get out of yeah. that contract. You know, they gonna take that. So I think with when he's the right. only dog in town, I think he does better. Because. Yeah, and I think Shea Gilgis Alexander right. is also no yeah. joke, and Danilo Gallinari yeah, is a, a another big pass, piece yeah. for that team. Right. So, who, who do you guys think is the sleeper team out there? Because I'd have to go with uh, the Heat. I I wouldn't consider Denver a sleeper team. So I'm gonna say that I. Uh, 
Probably the 76ers because they're the 12th seed according to the 16th I got, seed bracket. I got it. Believe it or not, sleeper, I got Washington because John Wall is 100% healthy. And he'll be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not oh, in oh, it. They made it. They're not they, in they it right it. now, though. They, they... Well, yeah, they're not in the projected bracket, but they could always make it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They could make it in, but they're not in the uh, in the 16 oh, well, I, best I, teams I, right I, now. I feel like they would make it. But out of this, out of this bracket right here, I mean, I've – I mean, I wouldn't count on somebody who hasn't played basketball since 2018 on returning to full form. And yeah, I wouldn't either. But I don't know. There's I'm, just something not, about John I'm Wall. Sli- I'm not sleeper. <laughs> I'm, I, it would that that would be my sleeper. I think they're gonna make the tournament. I, I like Washington better than I do Orlando. You see what I mean? But, and I and yeah, Carson. me too. Yeah, Bradley Beal and right. John Wall together is and I it's, oh, John it's Wall ridiculous. Said that he's not actually gonna play during the um. New playoff bracket, or he would. Well, I, ta- I take oh, that. I take that back. I guess out of the the sleeper. I mean, I guess is I, I guess is Indiana. You got to say Indiana. I tell you who I don't got faith in the Toronto Raptors. That's who I. Yeah, that's who yeah. I, I don't got faith in them. I, I don't got because I've seen Toronto have a great record every year, just to get dismissed out yeah. the play. Now, albeit LeBron James, but there's still some there's some big dogs in the East now because you got Milwaukee out there, you got Boston. Yeah. Like I said, Miami ain't no. I just, I just don't see. I just, I just don't believe in Toronto. Do you guys want to go over like game Plus, by game predictions or something like that? Game by game. You know, I. In terms of, I think series by series, okay. like yeah, uh, I think I mean, that, yeah. but Memphis, I think that they they have a real ability to give uh, Toronto problems. Oh, you know, because yeah. I mean, who who is going to take care of John Morant? Kyle Lowry is he's not he's not able to to keep up with him. Yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> he can't do it. I mean, John Morant is he's a scoring machine. Uh-huh. He's an amazing facilitator. I mean, he's only going to get better. He's the rookie of the year right now, and he's only going to get better. But who on that team is capable of of mitig- or you know like limiting what he can do? Uh, I mean, you can, they're probably going to throw Fred Van Vliet on him, but that's probably a definitely a matchup that favors Morant, I'd say. So, yeah, he's he's relatively unathletic and John yeah. Moran is an athletic Yeah, freak. I just I, I mean I, I, I would take I would take Memphis in that. I I, I would. I, I would mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I just I, I think just Toronto's don't believe the better in Toronto. Team, Memphis has the better matchup. They, they just have to prove me wrong every year. Toronto does have to prove me wrong every year. Before I Yeah. So Denver, Denver, Indiana. I got Denver. Denver's my second favorite team after the Knicks. Uh, I, I don't see, I don't see any way in which Indiana could win this unless Oladipo just completely stifles Jamal Murray. But even still, I don't see anyone. I don't see Miles Turner being able to handle Jokic on the inside every time. I know Miles Turner is a good defender. Every time they play, Jokic completely dominates him. Uh, and Denver's supporting cast is also a lot uh-huh. better. Uh, two great coaches, Nate McMillan and uh, and uh, Mike Malone. I think that's an amazing coaching battle. But I think Denver's overall like roster construction is a lot better. And plus, don't forget about Michael Porter Jr. I mean, he's yep. he's played the whole season healthy almost. Like you 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 can't you can't discount that as well. In I mean, we saw Jason Tatum a couple of years ago. Uh, twenty point that like at every game in the playoffs seemed like he had twenty points or more. Jason, uh, what's his name? Um, Michael Porter Jr. 
he's he's like the red shirt. He's the red shirt uh, player mm-hmm. that Ben Simmons mm-hmm. was. So we, I think that we can see him explode in these playoffs if he gets a chance. I mean, he hasn't put uh, up the most impressive numbers, but I guess he has been limited a lot. Right. In, in terms, if you look at his numbers, yeah, it's because he's his his playing time has fluctuated. Mike Malone plays him. 20 minutes one game and then plays him zero minutes the next game. There's, there's no, there has been no rhyme or reason in terms of, uh, in terms of his playing time. And he has never played significant minutes in a game, which is a travesty. However, I think with the hiatus that the NBA has been in, I think it was because they wanted to be careful with his injury, of course, as you should be. You don't want to risk his career to, to, uh, to play him now. But I think that with this hiatus, it, I feel like, that should give them a certain level of comfortability with uh, his ability to play now. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I have Denver winning that series easily. Kind of an uh, interesting talking point. Of the teams that currently aren't projected to make the top um, eight per conference, who do you think has the best shot of um, sneaking in to, say, the seven or eight seed in one of the conferences? Well, who do you think? I wanted to say, uh, uh, I don't know why I, I would say the Spurs. Yeah, you just feel like how can Popovich I'm, not pull something yeah. out? You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, they're like four games. Back. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't got the same. I don't hold them in the same reverence as I used to because I mean, it's just they. I just I, it seems like they're kind of regressing. But uh, there's no one there. I mean, it's right. between the Spurs or Sacramento, but I would say more the Spurs. No, wait, no, no, no. I, I take that back. I take that back. I I take it back because I don't see him. I thought I saw him in here, but I I guess I was mistaken. I'm gonna say the Pelicans. The Pelicans. That's, yeah, that's it. That's, that's, yeah, it. that's uh, what I was gonna say. Yeah. The Pelicans are that's gonna it. be a dangerous you know, team in the yeah. future. Yeah. Look at that young roster. Yeah, that's. I mean, filthy. Adam Silver said he would include a way to keep or like it was i don't know if, if woge reported it or something but basically like the nba said how they would make zion included in the um in the tournament yeah. and i know that doesn't mean they'll make they're like guaranteed to make the playoffs but you know the nba has their little tricky things got the david stern cold envelope all these conspiracies i think the nba will somehow find a way that benefits the pelicans and gives them a very good shot of making it to the playoffs i i, I got them going because i just i just like that roster and then you know Zion's. You know Zion. Remember, he wasn't playing a lot because you know he had. You know he was he was out. So when he's there, they are yeah. better with him, regardless of yeah. how you feel about. Him. I mean, they're they they're better with him. Yeah, I mean, can can all that hype that was around him coming out, and then he lived up to it when he stepped on the court. I mean, that's ridiculous. Him, Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, who is playing at, who is probably the most improved player right now, averaging like twenty five a game. At one point during the uh, uh, in a period of the an, season, did he make the All Star game? He did. He did. Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. Sure he deserved to, yeah. Yeah, but you have him, and then Jackson Hayes, and I just think that this team is very well constructed, and uh, coaching as well. I think is good. So yeah, I can see them definitely having a chance to get in, uh, but the Houston Utah series. Uh, you, you better know where uh, I'm know going. Where Wayne, you, you better know it. Thought Houston was winning, so <laughs> I'm assuming I have Houston winning that because even though uh, Utah has Rudy Gobert, who's one of the best big men in the league, what he does 
I don't think is good to counter that um, to counter that small ball lineup. Him being a rim protector on the inside is basically going to be rendered obsolete. And him as an offensive force is already pretty non-existent. So I don't see him playing a huge factor. I think that it, he'll almost be rendered completely useless, like Hassan Whiteside was a couple of years ago in the playoffs. Uh, I think Houston wins this one easily. There's and not I really anyone. You know, Donovan I, Mitchell, I of course, Donovan is there. Mitchell. You think the uh, Utah yeah. Jazz will be as dysfunctional yeah. as people no, are saying? No, no. I, I don't think that this whole thing with the coronavirus is going to is gonna uh, have an effect on the court. However, after they get knocked out of the playoffs, I'm sure that we're going to uh-huh. hear about it again. I, I don't think so. I, uh, I think they'll still play fine. Because, I mean, let, let uh, Donnie tell it. They, you know, they squashed and talked about it and they're, they're good to go. And seeing how it ended up, what it ended up, the situation ended up turning into, I think it's kind of easy to forgive, you know what I mean, in this situation. So I think they'll be be fine right yeah yeah so los angeles brooklyn i i think even kd comes back i i don't think they will i don't think it's worth it even if kd comes back uh los angeles wins the series i'd say no one i don't even think brooklyn gets a game on them yeah i I don't need to give him the explanation for this Uh yeah say what you say what you want about Kyrie Irving and his contributions to those championship Cleveland teams. Kyrie Irving has never been a positive force as the leader on any team that he's played on. So, I mean, think, think back on it right now to everything that he has like done in his career. So he start he starts off in, um, he starts yep. off in Cleveland. He's the first pick in the draft. He never won on his own. I don't think he ever made the playoff. Uh, LeBron, right? He's always injured. He's always injured. His stats are kind of underwhelming. His first few years when he was by himself, the Cavs were the worst team in the league over that stretch of time. As soon as LeBron gets there, he carries them to a few championships. And then Kyrie leads to lead his own team. And the team that he left made the finals. And the team that he went to made the Eastern Conference Finals without him. So his, his value over his replacement is like almost zero. And... Secondly, his stats are almost identical to Kemba Walker's, and Kemba is never spoken as being a top point guard, in, or he, he is now, but he is never spoken as being in the uh-huh. Kyrie area because he's literally, Kyrie's literally Kemba Walker with a better handle on the basketball. That's it. He's always injured, and every time it matters, he gets injured. He was injured in college. So you he have got have injured in the finals in 2015. He got Kyrie. injured. Um, I'd say I, Kyrie. I think because of age, yes. I think to to lead my team, I'd rather have D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Because we saw we saw it with the Nets already, where they had D'Angelo Russell leading their team last year. They had the same win total as they did this year, when they stopped almost identical at this point in the season, and D'Angelo Russell, although he at his peak, he's not as good as Kyrie. He is more than willing to take a backseat to a player like Spencer Dinwiddie when he knows that he's off, whereas Kyrie will just yeah, keep shooting. And you know, the fact that he's recognized as a top three point guard, and some people say he's the best point guard in the league, is it's completely asinine. And the only reason he gets so much praise is because, like, yeah, the youth, yeah, like kids around my age, are just obsessed with handling the ball, <laughs> and he's as flashy as it gets. 
there's nothing special about him besides his ball handling well, ability, well, he is, which unfortunately he is, is just not enough to convince and me and that I he belongs. In- and I, I, what you're saying is absolutely valid, but I just there's something to, how he finishes at the rim, how, his his ability to get to the hole and finish is and that and then the big shots. It's, I mean, it's, but I, it's I beautiful. What you're it's beautiful. And, I, I, and you know what? I, I think I agree with you. It's just hard for me to. It, I think I, when I boil down. Yeah. He's an amazing, he's an amazing individual player, but his team impact is detrimental, if anything. Because he's, we can all recognize Kyrie Irving is a better player than D'Angelo Russell. But the fact that, the Nets right. are literally exactly the same. Adding him just tells me that you know it's 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 ridiculous. I, 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 Plus, I, he's always I, I'd in, love to have Kyrie, missed, but not he missed the majority, majority of this season. Pretty much, yeah. Hell no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, LeBron's the best it, player, yeah. when he's not the best player in a team, he's same thing as Anthony Davis. When he's not the best player in a team, you can count on winning. Well, hold on. We ain't but seen Anthony. We ain't seen the Lakers like Russell Westbrook yet, as well. Man, if he's your sure best player. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. I said this. I don't know how y'all follow me on my IG stuff or not, but I, I was saying it before he got there, and sure enough, he started getting hurt. I, are we sure? Are we? Are you sure he gonna hold up? I'm just when he's playing, you know, he's great. And he, even if he's healthy, even if he's healthy, I still take Houston. I still take Houston over them. I, I, I... Yeah, I feel. I feel like you have to assume health because you, you can't guess an injury. However, there are some, there are some players, you know, where you really can like JJ oh, yeah. Watt. I never, uh, I never accept an argument where someone uh, adds JJ Watt to the Texans D line because you can never mm-hmm. assume his health. <laughs> so I, I guess the same could apply to Anthony Davis. Uh, so moving on to to uh, the other side of the 16 seed bracket, we have Dallas versus uh, the Clippers. Uh, I yeah. put the Clippers winning. Luka Doncic is having a ridiculous season. Do you think he was most improved? <laughs> He's going to be. Crazy rookie year? No, no, I, I don't, I don't think so because I think his rookie year was too good for him to have improved, mm-hmm. you know, that much. But uh, he's, he's gonna be, he's gonna be something else, you know. We're we're gonna see a lot of great things from Luka Doncic, MVPs, championships, especially say it, with say uh, it, I don't do it, do it. I know what <laughs> I know what's hard. I know what's not. Hard. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't let it come out of my mouth. I understand. It just won't. It won't happen. Yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. is kind of hard to say too. I I like TJ. I just didn't like the money. Fuck. Chris Apps, Porzingis. Yeah. There you. He is there. Chris Apps, Porzingis is there. You know. Uh, Putting his. uh... You think those two are enough to win a championship in five years? I winning a championship is pretty hard. I don't know. <laughs> I think that Luca will win at one point in his career. Whether or not it's with Porzingis is. I mean, uh, didn't Dirk not win until 2011? Yeah, if I'm correct. I mean, that was right. I I think Luca. I think Luca right now is better than Dirk what? has been in his prime. And I, I know I know Luca. It's I know I know I know Luca's too young for that. And Dirk is a better all time player right now. But in terms of skill, Luka Doncic is a better I mean, player right do you now. Forget, than did you forget about the spin drop step fade away? Did you forget about <laughs> seven feet? What? You forget about these 
40 point, 40 foot step But back. have you seen what happens to Luca <laughs> with the physicality basis. when they get physical? <laughs> hey, disappear? What? Did you see how Dirk got past the dynastic Spurs with the great Tim Duncan and then battling the Lakers and beat the big three heat? What? And Kobe and then LeBron. What? I know, I know, I know, I know. First, first, let, let me just say, Dirk Nowit- that playoff run is unequivocal. You can't compare anything to it. Dirk Nowitzki's in all time. He's a top twenty all time great player. Also, forget how good that Mavericks. Whether or not Luca will pass it. Right. Exactly. That that was what I was gonna say. That Mavericks team was very underrated. You had a prime uh-huh. Tyson Jason Chandler. Steve, Steve Nash was thirty seven years old, and Jason Kidd I, was just no, no, no. Jason Kidd could hardly stand Jason up straight, Kidd. let alone he wasn't the same Jason Kidd. You know that. Oh come on, he was he was great with Look, us. I like will five, give like you two years. I'll give you Jason Terry. Jason Terry was, was great. Jason Terry was great. Dirk was great. But come on, I mean you. Oh no, Dirk that he beat a super team when he was never had a super team. Sean Marion was. In his prime, also right, at that right, time. Right. However, LeBron James also one of the most notorious uh, finals, yeah, blunders in the history of the game. You know, right? And 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 that can't be attributed to Dirk Nowitzki because Dirk Nowitzki had an amazing offensive impact. I mean, impact, I, I but, mean but it's not like he, he was the him, one that was well, going on that team. Corey Brewer, JJ Beret. I give you Jason Terry. I mean, Brendan Haywood, come on. <laughs> he beat Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron James. Come on with with Dominique Jones and Jason Kidd and Ian Mahimi, Sean Man. They were they he had role players, yeah. But come on. I will not I, I can't I would I can't go for I can't oh I need a drink. Let me give me something. Oh, have mercy. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Proceed. <laughs> I just I don't know. I watch Doncic play, and I just see offensive ability that is like almost beyond comparison. Uh, he's he's something different, and he's only in his second year in the league. So uh, anyway, I that, see the Clippers coming into that series because <laughs> although Donovan, yeah, yeah I, I do. I have to. I mean, he's only I in his you. second okay. year. I, right. What was Dirk doing in his second year? You know. And plus, you, you got yeah. you got Paul George, you got yeah. Kawhi. I mean, and those are yeah. two guys that you know will be guarding mm. him. So, uh, either way, I, I, I got, got the Clippers. Los yeah, Angeles. I got the Clippers. I'm assuming you yep. guys also have yeah. Los Angeles coming yeah, in the series, right? So, Boston, Philadelphia. Uh, this is my first upset. Always in March Madness, we <laughs> take the 12 over five upset. I'm taking the 12 over five upset here. I'm going Philadelphia over Boston. Uh, I think Jason Tatum. Is phenomenal. We all know it's he's a road phenomenal. Philly, so. It's Whatever. a road game for everybody. They ain't Orlando. Everybody yeah. on the road. Yeah, but Philly's record on the road this year is something like I don't know what it is. Let me see. It's uh ten and twenty four, and it's essentially a road game. So they just don't perform well outside of their home arena. And I, I'm not confident in the ball skills and shooting ability of their lineup. Just especially that so it's a very underrated Celtics team and they're Third in the eastern in the east yep. for a reason. I'd say they're the second best team mm-hmm. in the east behind the, the Bucks. They the best team in the east. Maybe the Heat. I got there, them going but... to the finals. Yes, playing Houston. 
I, I, I do. Boston? Because, look. because Oh, shit. Because you got to look at it again. <laughs> they got Dell, a bold prediction. They got they got that Unison back. They got Kimball Walker, who we get, who we pretty much putting in that Kyrie class with the help and leadership. And again, that's back to back. That young, them young legs, they can handle back to back and stuff like that. You know, when you you can, you know, when what seventeen, you know, you can play basketball all day and wake up with two hours of sleep and then go play basketball again tomorrow. But when you get in your thirties, oh, it gets a little harder. <laughs> It, it gets a lot harder. It 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 it, it, it get a lot yeah. harder to do stuff when you're thirty. And I ain't talking about myself. I ain't talking about myself. But I'm talking about I'm talking about some <laughs> of these other veterans. There's a reason why they you don't see you don't see you don't ever hear about no rookies and no third fourth year players about load management. Oh, but you hear about Kawhi. You hear about LeBron who quiet has kept started. You heard about those seasoned grizzled veterans back when Manu and Tony Park and Timmy was playing. You heard about it then. You ain't you don't hear about Jason Tatum doing no load management, but you hear it with them Clippers, don't you? Oh yeah. So that I think that benefit that benefits the Boston. Just 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 I don't think they're gonna have that fatigue problem like a lot of these vet teams gonna play. Now, albeit that don't really apply to Philly because they got a young thing too. But all oh, them bulky knees, them knees ain't been dependable with like they have for Joel Embiid, have they? Them knees. I mean, Joel Embiid hasn't had. Who's gonna ha- Who's gonna handle Joel well, Embiid on when the when inside? When Joel Embiid is on, because Al a top two player in the league. Philly now. Period. When he there, when but the problem is he's not always there. He's yet to show up in the playoffs. Right. Do what? He's yet to show up in the playoffs in his career. Like he did play very well during the Toronto series last year, but I mean. Sure, that series was decided on a coin flip, essentially, but they lost for a reason. I don't know. I I got I I got I got Boston in that one. I think it'll be a good series, but I got I got Boston. Yeah, I don't see. I don't really see anyone assuming Joel and beats health. I don't see anyone really being able to stop him. I, mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even uh, barring health. So. I mean, Joel and B could play forty eight minutes, of course, all series, and I still take Boston. Even healthy, even healthy, because I just think his his mindset. Because I've seen Joel and B play whole mm. games, and you know, what I mean, he'll look, you know, he'll look like Marcus Camby. Then I've seen him look like Shaq. You see what I mean? It just you just never know what you're gonna get with. Him. I'm talking about while he's playing. I'm not. I wasn't even including health. You see what I mean? I just I just question his motor sometimes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, we all do. I mean, and I, I get in people, I get in arguments with people daily. Or, people talking well, I, about Joel I, I, and Pete. I would take Joel over Joker. Ridiculous. Anyway, next series. I wouldn't either. Nah, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Jokic, not only do I think Jokic is just an overall skill player in almost, almost every aspect, but he, his team impact is just so, mm-hmm. like, exponentially better. I, I don't think it's really fair to compare the two of them in that in that aspect. Like Jokic, Jokic consistently has Denver. In the past two years, he's had Denver holding that two and three seed in I mean, the West. Before him, Denver was and even the one seed at some points with the Warriors last year, like when Iguodala was on the team or something like. That. Yeah, and and Philly's oh, been yeah. in, the, in the weak Eastern Conference. Or I guess it's not as weak this year, but even last year they they were a a lower seed. The Browns of the NBA than than Denver in the West, right? Exactly. And that was with Joel Embiid. As soon as Jokic got there, as soon as he was given a a role, a prominent role within that team, they took off 
and just haven't looked back. And he's 24 years old. I think they're the same age. And uh, I, I don't know. Yoke, he's, Yoke he's is more a first shooter. Definitely. He's got a he's got a he's yeah he's more versatile. He's got a more consistent post game. His passing is at all time point guard levels, and he's a seven footer. His defensive ability is highly underrated. The only people you have saying that Jokic is not a good defender are people who have either never watched Denver play or just assume yeah. he can't because he's overweight. Uh, his his defensive impact is like it's it's pretty phenomenal if you look at the advanced statistics. He ha- he actually has a higher defensive rating than Joel Embiid. Or defense, he has higher defensive win shares than Joel Embiid. I don't know about defensive rating. He has a higher value over replacement player. His value over replacement player is twenty five, and Embiid's is ten. Like all NBA, <laughs> it's, it's. I really don't think it's close. Yeah, and and Jokic made all NBA last year over Embiid. Where does the uh, twenty five rank, or his twenty five like rating? Where is that ranked among all other players? Honestly, if I were to – I don't know where it ranks among all players, mm-hmm. but if I were to say off the top of my head, wow. I would say it was number one. Because his value oh, over yeah, replacement is – Oh, yeah, I don't think the Nuggets are – they're, they're a fringe player like, team if you take them away. At fringe at best. Yeah. It's unparalleled. Definitely, his his yeah. value over his replacement is unparalleled. Yeah. He touches the ball. He touches the mm-hmm. ball more than any other player in the league. And yet he's still – like one of the most efficient shooters and has one of the most efficient assist to turnover yeah. ratios. So in I assume the entire you have them NBA. beating the Pacers then. <laughs> yeah, I, I have Denver I have Denver being beating anyone oh that isn't named uh the Clippers or the Lakers. Or Milwaukee, but or Milwaukee, but either in the sixteenth seed or the regular one to eight seed, they wouldn't meet them until the finals and they would have to face either LA team first. So uh, to the next series, we have Miami versus Oklahoma yeah. City. I got Miami winning this one. First I think that Miami team, is yeah. like one of the criminally underrated teams of this year. Yeah, I love Chris Paul like with all my heart. <laughs> he's one of my favorite players of all time. But uh, I think that you know he's older now. I think that Miami's roster is very well constructed. Uh, OKC is this as well, but I think that they have a lot of young talent led by Chris Paul, whereas Miami has a lot of Young talent, middle talent, and then yeah. they have Jimmy Butler, who's an absolute dog. I would led by Eric Spolstra. To play devil's advocate, so you could I, say I that, that they win the series. experience for Chris Paul and that leadership to prevail, just because Jimmy Butler isn't exactly the best player. I mean, Chris Paul isn't either, but he's been to the playoffs probably ten times in his like fifteen-year career or so, and Butler isn't exactly the most experienced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we've seen Jimmy Butler but, show up in the playoffs, does, though. No, does like. I don't know if he's really proven that he has that leadership with a group of young guys who have never been to the playoffs themselves before or significant, made like significant um, notice in the playoffs before. I, I, I think that he right. will definitely win that, but I just don't see them beating. I don't think they'll have a shot against the Bucks. Like next year, they'll be a top three team in the East. Definitely. And I think they could make the conference finals very easily, but this year, I don't think this year is their year. I agree. I got mm-hmm. Miami. I I just I think I'm looking at Jimmy Butler like whatever. He it seemed like he got the Midas touch. Wherever he goes, the team gets better, and whenever he leaves, teams get worse. And we see mm-hmm. him go to Miami, and all of a sudden, oh, definitely know, they're, they're better. And I, I like yeah. I like Bam out the Bayou. That's why I like calling Bam out the Bayou. I like that. 
You know what I mean? I like I like <laughs> Eric Spolster. I like it's something to be said about like y'all was talking about with experience. I like them. They rough riders. They hungry. I like uh, I like Derek Jones. I'll dunk on anybody, Junior. I, 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 I... <laughs> what? He's I... he's he's the greatest dunker. Uh, what is wrong, y'all? No, I'm sorry. After Vince Carter, no, you gotta I watch. watch the, no! You gotta watch the in-game no! dunks. You gotta do That's it. Just recently by no, do I need to introduce you to Dominique Wilkins? No, I'm sorry. I, I will never. I I met Dominique Wilkins. I shook his hand. I love Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins cannot. I'm sorry. The the NBA right now is just so much more athletic no! than it was back in the day. Michael Jones Jr. is at the pinnacle. Sean Kemp, Blake yeah, Griffin. Yes. He's... He's, you're gonna tell me that you you watch the you watch the games and you watch his highlights in the in game dunks. Not and you're gonna tell, tell me that. Derek Jones that I dunk on Eric. I, I call him Derek. I dunk on anybody Jones Jr. That I I know what he can do. I, I see him. I see it. But I seen Jump Man. I seen the Rain Man. I seen. Well, you did say Vince Carter. Okay. I seen Jason Richardson. You remember Jason Richardson? Jason Richardson had them bunnies too, <laughs> dunking on everybody. Of course. I wouldn't even. I don't know. I've just never I've never seen anyone dunk it like Derrick Jones with the power and the athleticism oh, and the, oh, the leaping yeah. and the oh jeez. It, oh it's, my it's, god. I, I don't oh know. Every time goodness. he jumps First every Luka time Dunn, he jumps not the Derrick. Oh, 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 the young whippersnapper. I need what my drink. I need I need to know I need some more sprite around here. Oh goodness. I'm sorry, but I do got Miami. I got Miami winning. We, yeah, oh, so we all we all got Miami oh, though. Boy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I do got Miami winning the series. <laughs> what about Zach Levine? So last, I, well, I, you know, I would take Derek over Zach. I yeah, would take the Derek last over. first I round series okay. we got. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's still, I put Zach over a lot of a lot you of those Zach guys. Levine over a lot of those, I mean, <laughs> George. I'd say no! Zach Levine's a better dunker than Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, Aaron Gordon oh. too. <laughs> Aaron never won a dunk contest. He still didn't win it this year. Gordon, <laughs> Derek Jones. Jr. Oh shit! Don't yeah, help this right. boy. I this wish year? you did. <laughs> oh, and yeah, you know he got go. robbed. By the way, he, he he got he got robbed. Yeah, I mean, well, he got robbed twice, really. I don't think either of them. Yeah, yeah I mean, he I got robbed many many times and. Yeah. I don't know. You can't really pick a winner. At that point, it's just a matter of opinion. If Aaron Gordon if, wins, there's going to be backlash against him. If Derrick Dur- Jones Jr. won and there was backlash against him, like, best dunk they both all deserved behind. it. Like, that was probably the oh, best boy. dunk contest in, in my recent memory, oh, at least. Boy. Yeah, let's yeah. get to the next. So the last series of the first round series are Milwaukee and Orlando. <laughs> Unless, unless you guys have something to say who, about who this, does, who does Orlando I'm sorry. even have that compares Milwaukee? To like, you know, Middleton at least. Like, it, it, right. Giannis is probably going to be the MVP again. I, Mo Bamba, yeah, easy. <laughs> Mo Bamba ain't. I mean, like, so Aaron Gordon's cool. You know, they got a what's the man name? Uh, yeah, uh, but, DJ Augustine. Vooch is cool, but you know, what I mean, Vooch, I, I just, I, I just don't see it. Vooch is on yeah. the decline a little, though. 
Yeah, I, I just, I just, I just don't, I just yeah, don't yeah, see yeah, it. Not this year, especially. I don't think Marcel Fultz has been doing much down there either. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that he's yeah. been and getting John, a lot better. He hasn't done much Jonathan, yet, but I think the there's name a, a lot to come. Got I think that he's so, yeah. I think he a couple years. Yeah. I think they'd be cool for the future. But as far as right this yeah. year, this series, I, I just don't think we should expect it. Yeah. If they hold on to faults, yeah. So, before as this year, this, right. this if they hold gotta, on to faults, we'll see like great sweet. things. I mean, you know, this will be over in three games, so yeah. yeah. Do you think it's too early to write off right. Obama as a bus? All right, so no, uh, yeah, I, I know, I, I do think I think it's too early to do that. Yeah, he, he has he has uber potential. You know, even I think that uh-huh. at his peak, he can be like a Rudy Gobert. And no, I, you know what? <laughs> Fuck that. At his peak, he's Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> I love Mitchell Robinson. Anyway, so that wraps up the playoff talk, return to the NBA. So let's get right into the Knicks talk. Preston, uh, you feel free to jump in wherever you'd like. <laughs> Uh, you can even mention Chicago wherever you want, because uh, I'm I'm gonna be bringing up Tom Thibodeau guys, at some I'll point, you know. So it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, right. So let's get right into it with the head coaching candidates. Right now, the only four names that I've heard consistently have been Tom Thibodeau number one, Kenny Atkinson number two, Mike Miller number three, and the return <laughs> of yeah. Mr. Motherfucking Potato Head. Mike Woodson, who never should have got fired, fucking never should have got man. Fired. Oh, I, I miss him so much. Never should have got fired. Although he did coach us out of a playoff series, he never should That's have gotten fired. Fault. Our team has gone completely off the deep end since he left. This, this has been, this head coaching, these four head coaches. Uh, I'm more excited about them than I have ever been for you know Jeff Hornacek. Or for all, I I don't. All I hear all the time, whenever there's a head coaching vacancy for the Knicks, is Mark Jackson. I I, I don't get it. I, I don't see it. Stephen A. Smith thinks that he's like the. I love Stephen A. Smith, but he does not speak for Knicks fans when he says now, that you're, Mark you're Jackson in New York. You're in, is, you is who other, we want. You know what the Mark Knicks Jackson fans is not who I want. Do. I, so, do do you hear any of them singing Mark Jackson? Do you hear any of that going on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, most of my friends are Knicks fans. <laughs> None. I don't know any single Knicks fan who wants Mark Jackson. <laughs> Not one. Tom Thibodeau. All right. I'm, out I'm of sorry. these four candidates, uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I spend most of my time shit talking the Nets here because I don't. I I don't understand where they the Nets got off the bus fans came KD from. Because if if point. they came from New Jersey yeah. Nets, uh-huh. if. If the, exactly, if they were fans of the New Jersey Nets, then what the fuck are they doing in Brooklyn? And if they're fans of the Brooklyn Nets now, who what, who were they fans of before that? I, I don't get it. Anyway, I spend most of my time shitting on them and their fan base. But uh, Kenny Atkinson is my number one guy for this head coaching vacancy because we have seen him do the most with the least. Mike Woodson, although the team has gone off the cliff since he left and there is a direct correlation – might not necessarily be causated because the team talent wise also kind of went off the cliff. We lost JR, we lost Iman Shumpert, 
Uh, Melo's obviously not here yeah. anymore. Uh, Steve Novak, my one of my favorite players of all time, gone. Uh, Chris Copeland, gone. You know that that whole team kind of deconstructed. Jason Kidd, Baron Davis, all those older veterans as well who uh, uh, who had their last stints in the NBA with the Knicks are also gone. So uh, when it comes to Mike Woodson, you never know. Mike Miller has done a good job, decent job with the team so far. However, he's a D League coach or G League coach, excuse me. Tom Thibodeau, we've seen him underperform with good teams, and we've seen him perform well with really good teams. So I don't know necessarily his uh, his thing, but I absolutely love Kenny Atkinson for this uh, for this vacancy because, like I said before, we have seen him do the most with the least before the Nets had Kyrie. Before the Nets had KD, they had Kenny Atkinson, Spencer Dinwiddie, and D'Angelo Russell at one point, you know? And he has found ways to consistently win with them. And then he gets booted off the team because there's too much ego there now and they didn't like him. So (laughs) I I love Kenny Atkinson. I think that he'd be a great uh, teacher of basketball. And plus he he was an assistant for the Knicks at one point in his career. So it wouldn't be anything new um, for the organization. Believe it or him. not, it's, so it's who's Mike your uh, who's your guy? I, not, in terms well, of I, I got excited because I mean, of course, he did things with the Knicks. But you got to remember, with Atlanta, he did all right in Atlanta too when he was coaching there. He had once upon a time. It's been a while, but Atlanta they used to be a good little team when you know with Joe Johnson and uh, you know had, yeah Al Horford, Josh Smith, yeah, all of them they. They were in the playoffs. Al Horford, I mean, I think one year they had the, what, yeah, the yeah. right, yeah, right, right. They had sixty right. wins and they and they. Absolutely. And they uh, so I, I'm looking at they went how, to the they, Conference how well Miami. they did. I mean, but uh, I mean they, I mean he wasn't there long, but they was. I mean he was there like what a couple one two three four. I was there about three by a couple of years, but he did he did well with them. But I think the sixty win team. I don't think he was. A part of it. I think he. I think that was a. Uh, uh, yeah. What's his name? Uh, uh, Mike Budenholzer. Yeah, Budenholzer. But I mean, I think he. I know they. Uh, I know they just. Never, they never got past. Right. Uh, they never get. They just couldn't get past LeBron. That was it. But I, I like it. I like his track Right. So I mean, I mean, he right. was. And uh, I mean, he, he's, no a 50 win, he's a fifty-win. He's a fifty-win coach. With the, with those teams, and then far as the Knicks, I mean, you, I mean, we know what he he did with, with right. the Knicks, and I, I and I think he would still be there had it not been for uh, had it not been for Phil. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's still there. Right, so so unfortunate. Uh, I hate the way that the last dance made fell out to be like some savior, because <laughs> if you look yeah, at it from a pure Knicks right. perspective. I mean, Phil Jackson was one of the worst things to ever yeah. happen to our team. He he, he was at his back. But far as with yeah. with the Bulls, like I mean, he he did a. I think far so, as managing, just looking at what he had to manage. Because I mean, managing. I mean, coaching. I mean, you got. You I mean you got the best one of the best teams ever? So what can you do? But uh, look what was going on with the last dance. Just to kind of just branch off, since so we talking about Phil, so that's kind of Knicks, right? So yeah, but I mean, look. Jerry Jerry Krause was out to get him. Yeah, he told him, regardless of what you do, you're gone. So he was dealing with – he had to deal with that knowing he was going to be up out of there. You had Scottie Pippen holding out, then yeah. getting himself a surgery. You had Jordan beating up people, you know, beating up people and being a bully out there <laughs> on practice and all that. And then you got Dennis Rodman, who's skipping practice, you know, to, to wrestle with Hulk Hogan and Carl and Malone. 
and you know di- dipping off to Vegas and coming back. You got all this going on on top of keeping the team together. I think that's that. I, I mean, managing ego wise, I mean, I feel I'm not a field guy. I'm one of the ones that think I'll, I wouldn't have the best coach ever. But just far as managing the egos, keeping it in check, I think I, I got to give him a little bit of that. I got and and for whatever it's worth, Jordan said he wouldn't do nothing without him. Mm-hmm. Now I wouldn't have said I wouldn't have said that if I was jump man, but hey, he feels how he feels. So I, right, you know what I mean. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, Woodson's your guy. I got Kenny Atkinson, but I can confidently say that whoever we pick I'm out of this, with, I'm uh, good with, out of with these either one. I'm, I'm, four candidates, I'm good. I'll be happy I, with I'm not going to lie. Uh, I saw so, what Mark Jackson did with Golden State. So, I mean, I think, I think he, I think Phil, I mean, Phil, sorry about that. I think Steve Kerr picked up right where Mark Jackson left off. Now, do they win if Mark Jackson's the coach the whole time? I don't know. But I know he helped build that team and coach it up. So I've seen what he definitely did. I just feel like his so knowledge in, in your of basketball world, is you, not you up to uh, par with the rest of these guys. You want, you want uh, Kenny? Yeah. I I, uh, I think I now that I Mike Woodson's back in the yeah. now he wasn't there with as long. He was on there like a couple of years, like two or three years, like two, I believe. So he wasn't even there long, but I. Right, right. Yeah. And he, right, he took right, off. Right. He took. But, I mean, for right whatever it's worth. Don't Antonio, right? I, <laughs> I don't know if you hear it a lot, but Ron Artest is really campaigning for this. He's really hard campaigning. He's been he's been at it for like. I saw months. that today. I, I, I don't know if he can coach or not, but I, it. I, I don't know if I'm not saying he would be great or not. Not I wouldn't want him more than anybody else, but I'd be lying if I said. Could you him. imagine? You know what I mean? Right. Bring him, so, but bring I, I think mine's Mike Woodson, and I, I guess, and I guess I'm cares? not gonna lie. Stephen A. See how he does. And Mark Jackson yeah. too. Plus, I saw what he did with Golden State. So I think in my list, I think Kenny's third on there, and Tibbs. Uh, some yeah, people just, like Tibbs over my thing is. I think he gets a bad rap. We're talking about running players in the ground because a lot of them team, a lot of them teams he got a hold to have been playing a lot of minutes before he got there. Because Luol wasn't no spring chicken before he got there. You see what I mean? So he had been playing major minutes. Now, do we want to play play ride players hard? Fine, but right. they were a threat to the the Heat. Quiet as kept. I think those Bulls teams were a little better than than that, those Miami teams to beat. My opinion. I mean, I have no idea. Is Luol Deng still on that Hibbs contract? Isn't exactly like the players' coach. He's a he's a solid <laughs> coach, but he, if you want to please the players, and you have like, I think he would be a good coach for the Knicks because there's really no big egos there, and they need somebody to whip them in shape. But he's not like a players' coach. He wouldn't be good for like star players, in okay. my opinion. Now I think when he was in Minnesota, I just I'm not one of those ones. I think he had too much power in Minnesota. Like, you know, when you one of them you a president of basketball operations and the coach, I think you got that's that's too much that's anybody to balance. Oh, yeah. I just don't think that's a look at Bill O'Brien. Right. You see what I mean? I don't think that's that's a winning strat for anybody, whether it be Tibbs or or Kenny Atkinson, Ron Artis, who, whoever you want to plug in. I, I think is I think some you got to have another ear in in the office. I think because you're too close to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but we we got Leon Rose taking care of everything. So now, I'm cool with Scott Perry. It was it was still there. It was unfortunately, Steve Mills but you know it is what it is. 
Uh, we have uh, we Leon. It was Steve Mills, of course. Yeah, I have problems with both of them, but Steve yeah. Mills was definitely the the worst of the two. If I had to For pick sure. between the two of them to get rid of, I would definitely say Steve Mills. But Scott Perry. But you know what? You know, I'll take I'll take Scott he, he Perry over Isaiah criticism Thomas Bill Jackson for the shortcomings so, of the team. I'll, I'll take him over either one of them. Oh fuck yeah! Any day though. Right? Yeah. So for sure, draft picks. Now, I mean, of course, everyone's praying. Every team is praying for the number one pick. Every team in the lottery is praying for the number one pick. However, uh. I, I will consider it a disappointment if we get anyone other. Now, this is a very polarizing thing because a lot of people love this kid and a lot of people hate him. And I think I know exact. I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about LaMelo Ball. I think that it would be a disappointment if we got anyone except LaMelo Ball. I think that the star potential that he comes with is like an outweigh. The mm-hmm. chance of him striking greatness is so right. big that it, it outweighs any potential of him busting. I would take that star potential any day of the week over the short, over the short. I would take his star potential over the short average player like any a, day of the week, even if he has a higher bust rate. I think there's like his a ceiling is just so incredibly high. Like, if you don't get one of them, you're not getting a top tier prospect. That, you know, but like, um, like you got LaMelo, you got, um, this guy, I think French guy, I don't know what his name is. <laughs> no. Frank um, James Wiseman, and then this one guy from USC. I love it. a really hard name to pronounce. Um, but basically, like, if you don't get a top four pick to get one of those guys, I don't know, like, the, I can't exactly speak on the next position. Yeah, oh, in the draft. Oh, you yeah. mean, you mean, uh, you mean oh, the French guy in the draft? Yeah, here we go. I thought you meant on the Knicks. Pick, then My fault. You're set in the draft. I don't know, really know how, yeah, yeah. But how those guys could fill the Knicks' needs, but mm. there's three, two guards there, two centers there. Um, but I, I think that any team, Wiseman would fit in well with any team. He's a pretty athletic big man. Pretty sure he knows how to shoot well. Um, yeah, you really think it's ball or bust, in your opinion, for the Knicks? I ball ball or bust for the Knicks. I think it's the almost the same. I wouldn't say it's the same as uh, as Zion last year, but I think it's definitely ball or bust to some extent. Right, because uh-huh. he's I I don't know he, he doesn't grow on trees. You know what I mean? He's six six seven six eight point guard who well, can shoot from you, anywhere on the floor. Who's got how tremendous you, uh, ball handling, facilitating I like ability. Lamello, and if, in my perfect uh, world, I'm, I'm right mean, there with yeah. you. But how do you feel like, about like, Cole like, What would you say is their biggest need right now, at least? Or are you just throwing needs out and saying, go for the best player available? What? <laughs> I'm saying go for the best player available. I, I don't like care that we have Nilakina. I don't care that we have Knox. I don't care that we have yeah. whoever. I, I love Nilakina. I love Knox. I love Barrett. But you're telling me that if that – you're not going to draft if we can. You're not going to draft Lamelo yeah, yeah. Ball because we we don't need another point guard. He, he can play anywhere from one to three, so it doesn't matter. If if you want to take the Knicks young core, you can literally make it out to be anything like you know, you can run Nilakina at the point and uh, Barrett at the two. Um, uh, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamelo at the three, uh, Knox at the four, and Robinson at the five. Or you or you can put. 
Nilkina at the one or Barrett at the two, uh, mm-hmm. Lamelo at the three or Nilkina at the one, Lamelo at the two and Barrett at the three. Whatever you want, you know, you can work that out however you want. It doesn't matter what Definitely, position he plays yeah. now. Positionless basketball is what's happening right now. You're telling me because we don't need him the first position that we're not going to take him. Plus, Mitchell Robinson right now is has the highest upside of any young no, you're right in the league. And I, I might I might be being too hasty saying that because I'm not I'm not I'm not thinking of anyone else right now. So forgive me if I'm wrong. But I mean, off the top the, of my head, I can't think of anyone who has a higher I mean, only person I would say that might right look because I like Jackson Hayes a lot, too. You think he has a higher ceiling than uh, DeAndre Ayton and Phoenix? Uh, I think he has a higher ceiling, but um, I think he has a higher potential to get there. I think there's a less less of a chance that he oh. does. I think Ayton will be better over the course of his career. But I also think that now, Aiden, how you feel uh, about Jackson? That Aiden's ceiling is lower than Robinson's could be if Robinson hits his peak. There. I love Jackson. No, I, I, Hayes. I agree with you. I like Mitch. I, I think love we, Jackson we Hayes, but I, I don't know. Really. There's something about Mitch. Nobody Robinson really knew. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our second round picks have been great. I mean, we got Damian Dotson and. Uh, Mitch, and then we, we got Ignis Prostikis, right. who hasn't played a game yet for us, I don't, I don't think, in the regular season, because he's been jumping up and down between the G League and the and the regular yeah. team. But uh, I, I'm a Michigan State fan. My dad went there, so I'm a huge Michigan State fan. I watched <laughs> Ignis Prostikis play at U of M uh, across, across the state, and I no, fucking I hated you. him. When he played there, but then we drafted him. I'm like, you know what? I like this kid. I I uh, I I've never heard he, of him before he has we had drafted. scoring potential. But I, I, we we are doing really good though. We we are doing we killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in terms of the young core, we definitely are. We just need the front office to put it together and to not tear it down. Now, let me ask for you another well, I, for another cheap shot together, at a ring. I've, I've had my it's not going to happen. Mentioned it here and there. Do you think we got a – how do you think – you think we got a shot at Anthony Davis? Because he hasn't, he hasn't signed yet. Now, I think he'll end up staying, but do you think there's a chance? Because, you know, if the Lakers don't win it this year, I, somebody else wins it and the Lakers don't win. I think this is their last year to get a ring. I th- I th- it, I, w- I wouldn't throw the kitchen sink at Anthony Davis. A lot of people might disagree with yeah. me on that. I don't think Anthony Davis, we talked about this before, I don't think he's the guy that's going to carry you to a championship. Plus, I think that if we sign him to this big deal, the front office is going to feel obligated to, to make okay, a I'm run in the championship. Which, I'm which, right now, but, we should be focusing yeah, on building up the young core. I'm not too keen on going after Anthony Davis this offseason. The NBA rebuilds definitely take a lot longer, like five to seven years and more time and you need to build key pieces and you can't just like get better in free agency and immediately return. Right. Right. Cause not, not only like say in the NFL draft picks are a lot more valuable in the NFL inherently than the NBA, but also I, those, those draft picks, they develop quicker and um, you know, it's, it's just a different game in the NBA. Yeah. One player can mean so much, but the chance that you hit on that yeah. one player 
is a lot slimmer. Hmm. And plus, the NFL is it's a it's a lot football is a lot oh, more, of a more team oriented sport, sport and coaching matters I think more in the NFL than it does in the NBA. Uh, I I, yeah, I do. Like, I'm, I'm like you. I'm hoping for Lamelo. You have anything uh, else to say on the Knicks' young core? But I, I'd be in my perfect world. If Lamelo's not there, say you know somebody else get him. I, I like Cole Anthony a lot too. I, I like him a lot. No. He's not a top ten pick. Though, I right? I have but a really yeah. funny story about Cole Anthony. That I understand. I'm I'll. <laughs> I'll text it to you in the chat when we hang up because it's not exactly appropriate. But he came here to play a basketball game uh-huh. um, like five blocks away from me at, at a local Catholic yeah. school. I don't go I mean, there. Currently, he's but, like um, in the I went to see that right? game. Phenomenal so play. Like, current, well, how the Knicks would be projected, they probably top five pick. I think that would be a little bit of a reach if they were to go after them. But definitely trading down would be a possibility. I mean, he's very athletic. Possible young star potential. Like, I think he would be a great pick and good fit for most of the franchises out there. Yeah. Plus, we got five first-round picks over the course of the next two years, I think. So, we are we are more than set. But you know what? Success. We're in the best, we just we're can't in the screw best it up. position we, we have been all, in years. Because the only thing that's really been – I can't the stress key this thing enough. that's been messing us up outside of Phil Jackson is bad contracts and tra- giving away draft picks. For, for like for, – but, but you know what? I, exactly. Bad I understand contracts and trading with, away with good Zingas. young talent. I understand. Willie Hernan Gomez, who is extremely underrated. I, I you had to. You had to. But my but you, thing you, is when we had He was him, unhappy. He, was, he wasn't going to sign with us. But you're telling hurt. me that we couldn't have done everything I mean? we could to make him happy. So I'm just, I'm just looking at even when we had him. So, and I'm just looking at, okay, yeah, cool. Right. And, I, and don't get me wrong. I was big on KP too. But when we mm-hmm. got rid of him, it, I wasn't just, just destroyed about it. I wouldn't. I, yeah, neither was I. I was I was happy to see what we got in return, but after watching Dennis Smith Jr. now, I'm good. I don't as, as got no as animosity to because I don't think they're going to do – I don't think Dallas is going to do anything much more with them than what we could have did with them. I, I, don't, I don't think so. And so, I, mm-hmm. what, do you, how would you feel if Przingis was your uh, – mm-hmm. if he was the best player on the team? Yeah, how, how would you feel? With, with going on right now, say in a magical world, boom, we got present he's on, on the team. Knicks again. How do you feel uh, with everything we got right now? Yeah. Right. And I, and I, I wouldn't um, want him to be my best right player, but again, I think RJ right Barrett would so be better than him at some I'm point. not sure he's going to hold up. Because, again, again, this year we saw him with a little knick-knack stuff going on too, just like he was in New York. You see what I mean? You know, big men don't get healthier as time goes on. You know what I mean? Joel right. and B. You, know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So they don't right. just ball of a sudden. Especially oh, we're seven play. Foot three, it, it don't work like lanky that. big men. You know, if they're healthy, they seem to hold up pretty good. But if they hurt, you know, it's, you know, good luck. Right. You get what you can get. So I, I think the trade was, was good for us as far as our young core. But my, my biggest thing for New York, yeah. whatever you do, whoever we sign to get us coached, Tibbs, Atkinson, Thibodeau, Ron Artest, LeVar Ball, whoever you want to get, 
Oh, just God. keep them there. Just keep them. <laughs> like we we can't keep bailing on these these coaches like that because you got to have somebody to build up. You got. I I don't need another coach for another three years, regardless of who it is. If you're gonna keep them, keep them. And I, I like it. I like everybody we've talked about. I'm I'm kind of skeptic on Tibbs, but everybody else, I'm I'm there for. Yeah, I like the job Mike's, Mike Miller's done with the team so far. And I was, and I was excited about, I was I think excited about good, Fizz, too. How did you feel about Fizz, though? I liked him, but coach, I, I, you know? I was kind of <laughs> – he might, he might not be a leader. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, then I saw when I we let him go, when it we happened, got I was better super without disappointed him. Well, you, at the, at the <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, to clarify, are you guys talking about Mike Miller, the former player? No, 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 no. It's the same name, though. Yeah, right. His name's Mike Miller. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, no. The – yeah, had yeah, he was the he was the Knicks G League coach. Yeah, that led the Westchester oh, Knicks okay. to the uh, he he won a championship with them, and then we brought him up when we fired Fizdale. But the, what really adds insult to injury is the fact that oh, Mike Budenholzer was one of the guys that we were uh, that was <laughs> in the running for our head coaching like job when we hired Fizdale, and yeah. to see what he's done now with Milwaukee and Giannis and. Well, in, in fairness, we don't have yeah, any Giannis's yeah, or Chris Middleton walking around either. That, that, that was a real disappointment. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. 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 But I mean, what, he's what he's done, like, in, in terms of like, schematic, Middleton is an all star. Has like, been he deserves, really good. He definitely deserves credit. There. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I, I agree with that. And that, that does throw a little salt in the cut right there. But I, uh, with these darn Knicks, man. I just, I'm just tired of talking about who we gonna get in the draft every year. Here we are, talking about who we gonna get again. Wouldn't it have been nice to talk about the Knicks in the playoff bracket? What? <laughs> this guy's gonna turn around the franchise. This guy's gonna turn around the franchise. This guy's gonna turn around. Nilakina is gonna turn around the franchise. Kevin Knox has been the biggest disappointment. I, I'm still really high on Frank Nilakina. Kevin Knox is. Disappointed me a lot. I'm, I'm I not disappointed I'm, because I wasn't expecting him, a whole lot as it were. He just I had a lot higher because sometimes for this point. you just get somebody just that's going to fill out the roster and that could be contribute. And regardless of you know, I don't know where you had him or what you thought he was going to do, but he he can contribute. He has gotten better for whatever's right. worth. He has got he has got better. Yeah, the two the two guys the two guys that I w- three guys that I uh-huh. would have taken over on my board I had Miles yeah. Bridges, I, I, I Cal Bridges, and, um, and Michael Porter Jr. would have been a better pick. So Both two of those Kentucky, but still. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't. Uh huh. I still I still had Knox higher because of um, especially for the Knicks because of his shot creating ability. And that's really what we were la- – after we got rid of Melo, that's really what we've been lacking is, is a shot creator. I just think that he needs to be more aggressive because he is, he is a really – he's a freakish offensive yeah. talent when he's on. But when he's off, he just I, uh, is yeah, so you're, you're ineffective. Right but I, I like ridiculous. I'm, I'm optimistic about the team moving forward, though. I, I really am. I, uh, I'm With the core, I like the front office. Now – Here's what I was mm-hmm. pulling for. I was pulling for, for our GM. I mean, I'm cool with him now. We'll see what he can do. But these players, some people are kind of out out on, you know, Leon. But these player ages, I, we've seen them do good. Like, remember everybody? Right. 
I I like I like Leon, and, that, and I think that's what it takes. <laughs> I've seen him. I'm he's thinking been of doing some that, uh, that does some moves that, under the radar. I can't think of his name right weeks. now. But for the Lakers, that used to do for the coach with uh, they used to manage Kobe. He's doing good things with L.A. Everybody was burnt. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Everybody was burning him up, but you don't hear nobody talking about the Lakers. Every time I hear about the Lakers yeah. now, it's championship, championship. Ain't nobody talking about him now. And then, you know, my man over there in Golden State. So those are two examples that, right. that it can work. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking whatever you do, stick to it. It's like so we don't got we don't have the burden of sucking with no draft right. picks. We don't have no bad uh contracts on the books, and we don't got no triangle. And we ain't got no <laughs> and we ain't got no Derek <laughs> Fisher or Jeff Hornacek. So, I, I like where we are moving forward, and I think it's going to get better. Right. I like RJ. Uh, Kevin Knox, cool. Frankie seemed to be coming on up, and I think we're going to get somebody. I'm I'm with you. I'm pulling for LaMelo. I'm, personally, I still don't – I don't see a future with Kevin Knox. Like, I think either he – it's like next year is his right. – oh, it's his year. If he does well, you keep him. If not, he's a bust, and there's no future with him for the team. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. So I think that just about wraps this up. Uh, mm-hmm. Over an hour and a thank half. Thank you for having us. Yeah, Great time talking to you guys for the first time. You guys are always welcome. Whenever you want, just invite yourself on. Yeah, don't be shy. If um, you guys want to plug anything, now is the time. Wayne, you go ahead first. Game, I guess. Or Preston, you go I'm ahead young first. I don't have much going on, but I write there pretty often. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. So... We just <laughs> lost Wayne by accident, so I'm gonna assume that he wanted us to plug his Instagram. So I'm gonna go, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and do that for him. Uh, his Instagram is Wayne Diesel, W A N E D I E S E L. I'm back. W A Y N E D I E S E L. Wayne Diesel. Oh, he's back. Yeah. So what was that? Oh yeah, Wayne, Big Wayne, D I E S E T L. Wayne. Yeah, don't worry. All one word. I was just plugging your Instagram. Appreciate this for having me on. Yeah, when I, you guys are always welcome. Invite yourself on whenever you All want. Right, y'all be cool. Right, Those small talk is always welcome. Uh, thank you, you guys for coming on, and uh, I will see you guys later. Yeah. So enough.